You can have a number two, a plain omelet. It comes with cottage fries and rolls. Now, I know what it comes with, but it's not what I want. Well, I'll come back when you make up your mind. Wait a minute. I have made up my mind. I'd like a plain omelet, no potatoes on the plate, a cup of coffee, and a side order of wheat toast. I'm sorry, we don't have any side orders of toast. I'll give you an English muffin or a coffee roll. What do you mean you don't make side orders of toast? You make sandwiches, don't you? Would you like to talk to the manager? Hey, Mac. Shut up. You've got bread and a toaster of some kind. I don't make the rules. Okay, I'll make it as easy for you as I can. I'd like an omelet, plain, and a chicken salad sandwich on wheat toast. No mayonnaise, no butter, no lettuce, and a cup of coffee. For number two, chicken salad sandwich. All the butter, the lettuce, the mayonnaise, and a cup of coffee. Anything else? Yeah, now all you have to do is hold the chicken, bring me the toast, give me a check for the chicken salad sandwich, and you haven't broken any rules. You want me to hold the chicken, huh? I want you to hold it between your knees. <laughs> you see that sign, sir? Yes, you all have to leave. I'm not taking any more of your smartness and sarcasm. You see this sign? Fantastic that you could figure that all out and lie that down on her so you could come up with a way to get your toast. Fantastic. Yeah, well, I didn't get it, did I? No, but it was very clever. I would have just punched her out. To the manager's corner with Earl Weaver. Hi, everybody. This is Earl Weaver with Manager's Corner. Today, I have Tom Moore, Oriole Broadcaster, back on the show. And I understand Tom's been getting some mail uh, with questions that supposedly I can answer. Now, what the fuck are some of these goddamn questions, Tom? Well, first of all, Earl, George Moore from Baltimore is asking how much we feel the loss of uh, Don Stanhouse. Well, Don Stanhouse was an asshole. He had us in trouble, had the fucking bases loaded. God damn it, almost every fucking time he went out there, he liked to ruin my health smoking cigarettes, and thank God we got Timmy Stoddard coming in out the bullpen right now, sticking a bat up their asses, and that's what it takes. Well, Bill Whitehouse, Earl, that, that certainly is an answer. From uh, Frederick Merrill, wants to know why you and the Orioles don't go out and get some more team speed. Team speed, for Christ's sake. You get fucking goddamn little fleas on the fucking bases, getting picked off, trying to steal, getting thrown out, taking runs away from you. You get them big cocksuckers that can hit the fucking ball out the ballpark, and you can't make any goddamn mistakes. Uh, well, well, certainly this show is going to go down in history, Earl. Terry Elliott of Washington, D.C. Why wants to know why you don't use Terry Crowley as a designated hitter all the time. Well, Terry, Terry Crowley's lucky he's in fucking baseball, for Christ's sake. He was released by the Cincinnati Reds. He was released by the fucking goddamn Atlanta Braves. We saw that Terry Crowley could sit on his fucking ass for eight innings and enjoy watching a baseball game just like any other fan and has the ability to get up there and break one open in the fucking night. So if this cocksucker mind his own business and let me manage the fucking team, we'd be a lot better off. Well, certainly you've made your opinions known on the fans' questions about baseball, Earl, but let's get to something else. Alice Sweet from Norfolk wants to know the best time to put in a tomato plant. Alice Sweet ought to be worried about where the fuck her next lady's coming from, or rather where her next goddamn tomato plant's coming from. If she get her ass out of the fucking bars at night and go hustling around the goddamn street, she might get a prick stuck in her once in a while. I don't understand where these questions are coming from, Tom. That's about it from Manager's Corner. Go fuck yourself and the fuck with your show coming up next on the Baltimore Oreo Baseball Fucking Network. Manager's Corner with Earl Weaver is heard 20 minutes before every Orioles regular season game and was sponsored by Star.
for two grams of weed at 30 bucks, and on a one to 10 scale, this weed is like a four, maybe a five. Okay? Oh, man. I'm rats. being honest. Like, oh. I'm spoiled. I like my Cali weed. Oh, sure, so sure. Uh huh. Yeah, this like a. I'll give, I'll give it a strong. I'll give it a solid five. It's totally middle of the road. Okay? This, this, uh, and, is he, this, and this sounds like a total yeah, 1980s story. so happy to smoke, you know, level five weed <laughs> on a one to ten scale as me. And my whole life, yeah, I had to like find it from a stranger. I had to skate two miles to go get it. I had to meet in the dark parking lot. Dude, I went old school for my weed this year, yo. No, well, you know, it, it's, it's, the, it's the total retro experience. Everything from... From from overpaying for middle of the road, you know, yep. ganja to to having to go get it in, in some uh, uh, less dis- well you know you know a place that isn't as comfortable as you would like for it to be. <laughs> meet 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 me at the you know anything anything and, can happen at a gas station. <laughs> and and I'll tell you what's funny about it is. Uh, Every bit of it, worth it. Just fucking worth it. You know what I mean? Well, for today, <laughs> sure. For today, mission yeah. Accomplished. Sure. It's more than anything because mission accomplished. I, I, I will admit, you know how it is when you smoke a bowl, you feel better. I certainly do feel better than I did, say, two, three, four hours ago today. Um, well, you don't want to feel left out. You don't want to feel left out. Be sure the next few days, it's going to be hectic. Well, well that's the Sounded, that sounds the same. That sounds it sounds the same. Oh, okay. Well, maybe uh, maybe I'll be able to hear you well, better because my, my phone sucks. I'm telling you. Re- oh, really? I, I I did not realize it. Okay, I mean, okay. So do one thing and do another. I'll tell you which one is best. But uh, yeah, you know, So uh, you know, let me know. You know, let me know. You know the difference. Okay. Through the film with no Bluetooth. Okay. And so okay. That's, well, there that's you go. What you've been dealing with to this point. So okay. If that's good for you, then we ain't no, gonna no, no, that's about. fine. No, no, that's fine. That's no, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Alright, cool. You're listening to so, you're listening to your Hollywood hustler with Kenny Smooth and Downtown Tony Brown on our podcast. Hi. <laughs> No need. It's 420, y'all! 
Mikey, how are you doing, brother? How are you? I'm definitely, genuinely um, curious, because I love you, dog. Happy 420. How are you? I am meditating. I'm doing fine. I'm just, I'm observing the day. Uh, hey, you, you know, ar- around me, uh, no humans or animals have been injured, so that's all you can ask for. And uh, the glass is uh, filled with wine. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good on you, brother. Good on you. I'm very, very happy to hear that. Uh, my, my first reflexive question, as you were telling me, was what were you meditating on? Or more importantly... What's your meditation process? What does that look like? How does Tony Brown go about doing that? You, you know, that's like you know, that's like the the old Bruce Lee um, movie where where he's asked what kind of fighting style he has. Like, uh, well, my my kind of fighting style is I don't fight. That's my style. It, it was it's something like that. So, uh, for me, though, meditation does start with music. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I might, I might meditate for about fifteen or twenty minutes with total silence. Uh, uh, you know, listening. I mean, actually taking in the background from the street if I hear any, and accepting that. But you know, for me, it's you know, this. You know, my yeah, for me, my meditative process for it's been over twenty years now. Uh, when when I got back into acting, I, I started I, I started taking uh, movement classes, and the movement classes, I mean, that really became the gateway to just you know to to, to freeing not just my body but my mind relating to my body i mean just i mean just where i could move around you know confident free uh in in and in, in you're happy when you're doing it i mean that i mean that's part of the joy i mean if you're moving around free and happy i mean your mind is it's not polluted at all so i mean you know it's definitely you know mind body mind trick that's uh from what I've studied, that has been physiologically proven, like beyond a shadow of a doubt. You can't be in a bad mood when your body's moving. Like when you're in an active, a physically active state, mm-hmm. whether, whether you're like, uh, I, I mean, even swinging a hammer pissed off on the job site and whatnot, it's still nothing, nothing, it has like nothing to do with lethargy and depression and sadness. And you know what I mean? These are all. Uh, positively charged energies that come from you when you're physically active. It it changes your state physically and physiologically, which then I think bounces back to the mental. Or it obviously bounces back to the mental in my in my experience. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, I mean, there's, I mean, no doubt. I mean, you know, it's what we talk about as far as you know the whole mirror exercise you know on it you know if you, you know you're doing it on a daily basis i mean you know if you you know you look in the mirror and i mean for me it's i mean i i laugh at myself every day in the mirror i've been doing that for for decades now it's not just years i mean this is a 
it's a regular thing. I mean, you know, he keeps me, you know, not the word grounded, but I, I, I don't mind joking when I say that there are times where I'm insane in a sane world and sane in an insane world, which is kind of now. So, I mean, I mean, if you can balance both of those, if if you balance both of those, I mean, you see the world a lot clearly. I mean, I just I believe that. And like I said, this has been going on for over twenty years now with me. Man, you so you you've compiled twenty years of. You're talking daily, right? Daily meditation and um, body movement and and um, affirmation to some degree of your own beliefs and your own confidences in yourself. That's that's fucking impressive, dude. That's like you should have. They should have like a fucking sobriety chip for that shit. Dude. Seriously, I applaud you. That's amazing. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, it's you know, it's impossible to do every day, but you know, but just those majority of days, you know, especially days when I have an audition or days where I am working on set or on stage. Uh, one of the things I love to do, like as far as my movement, you know, I'll play. It, like a variety of music, but and you know with a variety of artists. Uh, but one of my things I like to do is I mean I like to have enough space to where I I basically you know where where it's 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 a it's a box shape. It's I mean it, and I mean like a rectangular box. Uh, you know for anybody that watches football, and, and this this is exactly the way I do this exercise. I picture myself as a middle linebacker. I picture myself as a middle linebacker, you know, calling, you know, calling out the play, moving around before the play is snapped. I mean, just I mean, moving your legs, moving your feet. Where after a while, you know, you're just gliding around side to side, front to back, and I mean, and and, and, and you know, and from there, you know, you're just, you know, you're shaking, you know, out the stress of your arms and your fingers. I mean, all those things that. That that us actors do as warm up before a class, before a play, uh, before any of that. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I mean, and, and you know, and it, and it, it, to top off that body recognition with the mind, I t- I t- I absolutely give that one hundred percent credit for helping me when I got gang attacked. Uh, over over a year ago, because I mean, I, I mean, just I mean, let me, let me stop you right there because sure. my phone connection is uh, on and off. Let me just ask you, uh, what did you say? Because on this end, it sounded like gang raped. No, gang attacked. No, no, okay, no, okay. No, I, I just I don't know if you know this about me, um, but I have also been at least gang attacked. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I'll say about that for now, but I have at least been gang attacked myself. So I just wanted to make sure I was clear on what you said. No, no okay, problem. No, problem. no, so, uh, you know, as far as my body recognition, I mean, that helped me out when I was gang attacked uh, over a year ago. I mean, just, I mean, you know, my body was free to do what it had to do in that moment. I mean, surrounded, you know, surrounded from from left arm to right arm. I mean, so a, a lot of those exercises, those 
those linebacks, those linebacker box exercises that actually came in handy for my movement, just moving from side to side, defending myself. You know, so you know, but you know, you know, you know that you know that that's that's one person's experience. <laughs> started you know binge watching uh long overdue berry so uh you know a lot of those little bits and nuggets from berry you know regarding actors and their place i mean like you know that's what that's what we do i mean so and, and even for yeah. even for a musician for what they write i mean you know you're pouring in you know the pain. You're, you, you know, you, 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 hey, we're giving it to you. Who wants some pain? Who wants some? I got some pain. Is your pain better than my pain? Maybe, maybe not. Let's see. I mean, how much? How much you got? No, totally. You know, I had a bit of a um, mind fuck, next level, aha moment, sort of light bulb realization today uh -huh. as, well as, as, as well as 
the shit I learned and the things I've done and the productivity and what, like, wow, today. Because here's the thought that crossed my mind today. You're talking about, we're talking about trauma and feelings and, you know, previously we spoke on the ego and, and all of these things, man, how they intertwine is just fascinating to me. The thought I had today... You know how you go back and forth with a conversation in your own head? And so um, <clears throat> some fairly hot chick on Facebook, on my Facebook feed, um, was um, you know talking about, like, oh, drummers are the hottest, or uh, not, not so much drummers, but musicians. And so the question popped into my head. Why musicians, man? Why is it that, like, because... Like, a big part of my psyche and personality is I needed that external uh, validation specifically from the female variety, right? And so I, I, I come up on music as a teenager and it dawns on me, chicks dig musicians, I'm in, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fucking in, I'm all in. And so I asked myself the question today, like, why is that? In regards to, because I'm dealing with um, and researching and thinking a lot on these concepts like toxic masculinity, for example. Um, And so in comparison to toxic masculinity, it dawned on me that one of the reasons women are so interested in musicians and actors and entertainers is because we're male and we're feeling, we think on that for a second, as an actor specifically, it's your job to step into somebody else's head and feel their shit so hard that it comes across on film. That's a skill. Same thing with a musician. Or on text messaging. (laughs) Or on text messaging. (laughs) What? Yeah, continue, fool. I'm in the middle of hitting my ball, fool. Oh. <laughs> Happy 420. <laughs> it well, had to be authentic. Well, well, that was well, well, good, well, good. I'm glad that punchline, you know, came in, came on time. <laughs> it dawns on me the reason chicks dig musicians mm-hmm. is because when when we write a song. It's like the only fucking time we open up and let you see our feelings. Oh, sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, yeah. Um, Song or class. Yeah. sexy, as they say, there is nothing more vulnerable than showing your hand through lyrics to the world. So, like, you're literally, you're hanging your balls out there and, and everything on your sleeve. Check it out. Here, this is what I feel. And we're taught as dudes, uh-uh, don't do that. Don't ever dare do that, you know? So, that light bulb went off in my head today. I'm like, I know, chicks dig musicians because musicians are showing their feelings. Well, it's about time that you got there, sir. Come on. Well, I mean, you know, welcome to the club. I mean, you know, glad you made it this year. You're supposed, that's usually in the oh, hands. Thank that's, you. That's, well, like, that's it's usually in the hands. 
It's usually in the handbook, so it pays to read. <laughs> See, it pay, yeah, yeah, yeah. For even musicians, yeah. Besides reading music scores, it pays to read. It says right there. You're pouring out your feelings. You're guaranteed uh, a percentage of, uh, of 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 whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah. Certainly, okay, in regards to um, having game, um, your odds <laughs> increase um, uh, significantly if you're the type of guy that can do that, say, in a social situation talking with a woman. But more importantly, I think your odds of finding a real connection beyond the physical attraction with a partner of the same sex, the opposite sex, mm -hmm. the fucking pan sex, whatever. How, how many sexes they got out there now? I don't even know. I don't whole know. lot I of sexes. Whole lot. But you, as humans, we have a better chance, our odds increase dramatically, of having a real connection with another human being, be it romantic or not, um, by, well, spitting it and telling them how we feel I've got this theory that men start their sentences with I think and women start their sentences with I feel. Now, you know, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, especially when they would be naked, yeah. Mm, mm. You had to go there? Mm. <laughs> oh, now you got me thinking those thoughts. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to not listen to my dick for um, a change. Let's call it that. Well, you know, you shouldn't have to listen to it as long as you have on some pants. So you, you should be okay. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I miss having it, quote, on demand, if you will. That's just kind of a uh, absolute uh, <laughs> toxic masculine thought to have right there. But it's honest. Well, no, no. no. Demand, sir. Nobody's got it on demand right now. I mean, uh, unless you're actually sequestered with, uh, you know, you know, you know, with with the, with that willing roommate. It's not, you know, it, it's it's. Oh my, are you kidding? Oh, you're the one. You're the one that did it. I've had my, I've had solo fun too. Sometimes you know it's by necessity. So you're not the only one that wants warmth, sir. That that needs warmth. That craves warmth. And sometimes that warmth just it isn't enough for it to to be between two hamburger buns. You need a little more. You need to feel that touch. You need to, you need to be touched back. You need to touchy touchy. Touche. You get me. You feel me. There you go. Oh. That's, exactly, that's exactly it. I do. I feel you, and, that, and that's the key word, feel. But you can't reach um, me. But you can't reach me, see? So many guys are afraid of that. Like, I don't... I, okay, how ironic is that? That the big, scary, toxic, masculine, male man, right? Chest thumper, your, your classic chest thumper. Mm -hmm. He's not scared of anything except his own fucking feelings. Yes. Oh God, how is that for a light bulb? Like, how 
how ironic is that that the fucking very thing we're afraid of as men it's not spiders it's not snakes it's not world war it's not nuclear <laughs> bombs we'll fight anything but don't you make us fucking talk about our feelings oh so pathetic oh, <laughs> losers <laughs> god oh my god well we're scared of well look we're talking about our feelings I mean I mean, you could be the biggest douche in our in our respective industries, but you know, but you're still coming through with the goods, uh, exp- expressing yourself and peeling off a layer. So you know, and you know, so now you're living two lives. I mean, you know, douche and you know, and you know, I'm the messenger of. Of, of being human. I mean, that's a tough trick, you know, and that's, you know, whether you're Tommy Lee, James Woods, or so on. I mean, it just, it, 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 you still get it done. I mean, pe- peel that layer, show that you're human, and, and you know, say what you want about certain individuals, but if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it, and, and not everybody can do it. It's it, no, that's that's true. Um, it's funny, specifically. Um, I gotta say, gratitude and Matt love to you, my friend, because you have been instrumental for me personally in breaking through a barrier and um, facing a vanity fear of my own. I mean, I'm Leo and I'm white male with ego, and I'm terribly concerned always have been with you know whether or not people will like me and what are people gonna think i get an opportunity to really push through and break through by doing this podcast because i'm telling you i spit it in fact i was telling i was telling brian this um our mutual friend the reverend brian jordahl we were having a discussion about that and I said, because uh, I called him right after we uh, last spoke, and I was like, oh, it's, okay, we're not recording. Uh, I don't have to worry about what I'm saying. And I'm like, wait a minute. I spit it real and we're recording. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm on the phone. Maybe I am that. recording. Who knows? <laughs> you know, what, right. a, what a breakthrough and what a blessing that is that um, I'm facing that. Because, you know, the idea, here's, you know, somebody's going to hear this podcast, and the first thing I'm thinking is, what are they going to think? And now I realize they're going to think what they're going to think, but I also know that they're going to know I'm being genuine. Whatever the case, I'm being genuine. I'm wearing it on the sleeve with this project of ours, this Hollywood hustler. You're. Hollywood Hustler, you're listening to your Hollywood Hustler with downtown Tony Brown and Kenny Smooth. You're such a baller. You're such a baller, dog. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just being me. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You be you. you. That is so liberating for me um, because it comes with a genuine level of give no fuck, certainly. But it also comes with an absolute level of give a fuck because I want to be 
I'm, I'm 42 now. You're, uh, what is it, 29 and holding? Yeah, and sure. And fabulous. Thanks. And we have certainly uncovered truths that need to be spit. Mm-hmm. That's and right. we're going to spit them. And so whether or not people like it, oh. I know. Oh, there are a bunch that won't like it. They won't like it. Yeah. A bunch that won't like it. Indeed. And it's about respect. That's right. You know, I mean, you know, you know, I don't want to get passed over. You know? <laughs> from, from Aretha to Pantera, it's always been about respect. That's right. From Pantera to Fredo Corleone, it's always about respect. That's right. That's right. Well, 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 and see, you know, with what's happened with 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 the world, you know, there there are some of us in our industry, artists, actors, musicians. That I mean, by all means, you know, you have to have the you know some you know you have to have the ego, and and some are even more vain than others. But but you know, a lot of us are able to handle this world situation better than so many others because you know you know just because of you know of the of, of the solo processes that we have to go through whether we're writing a song whether we're learning our lines i mean like we're used to that we're used to that we're, we're used to that quality time me time so, you know, we can, you know, we're able to do stuff. I mean, you know, we're not losing our minds with cabin fever like others. And again, you know, we would love to be out working right now on set, on stage doing that. But we have these outlets and you just can't repeat this enough. I mean, you know, we, you know we're not trying to hide out, you know, because we're in fear of being captured, you know. I mean, you know, Anne Frank and so on. I mean... You know, we have these to toys and these tools that, you know, not just to be entertained, but to be educated and, and that we can use to, oh, wow, you know, I'm locked down for 30 days or three months. You know, I, I've got these toys and tools to, to make myself better. You know, after this is over with, I mean, so I'm not, you know, I'm not just crying, you know, in in some big city or small town because I feel like I'm left out because I'm so desperate that I have to work. I mean, I, yeah, you know, we want to work. We, we I mean, you know, you know, we're, we, we don't relish having to sit at home, not doing what we want to do in public. I mean, that's what we live for, but okay. You know, you know, we have to adjust. I mean, we do not like this, but you know, you know, I, you know, I just read in Kentucky. You know, a but you know, hundreds of these same people that are out protesting are now new cases. I mean, like, wake up, people! This is not. It's not fake. It's not a hoax. You get sick, <laughs> okay, man. Uh, you know the thing. The thing about us 
um, entertainers, I think is the best word. Yeah, to, we are. To, to yeah. Sure. You know, you know, we're, there's so many things I can say on it, but say it, say it, say it. Types, we're used to those periods of isolation. Right, right. For creation yeah. anyway. It's yeah. part of our cycle. Yeah. It's part of our process, our approach, uh, our craft. Um, so we're not so uneasy about it as the nine-to-fiver who's dependent on their cubicle, right? Right. Because, well, again, the entertainment industry is... Um, Fickle. The struggle Fickle. is <laughs> yeah. real. Okay? Totally. And so we're used to that shit anyway. Right. So I, throw, throw us a fucking challenge. We love it. We embrace it. Right. We're, we're definitely, uh, and, and it's a different sort of mindset. And um, it's really mindset, I guess, would be the best word for it, that we're operating from. The, the uh, employee quadrant. I mean, Robert Kiyosaki pretty well laid it out uh, in regards to <clears throat> money in his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. There's four quadrants, employee, self-employed, business owner, and investor, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, in entertainment, we're at least on the line between self-employed and business owner. Like, ultimately, we're business owner because we're building a brand and we're um, marketing our own product, and we're you know taking on gigs, and it's all independent contractor style. It's not employee. It's not show up, clock in, do what boss tells me, get my X amount of dollars per hour, right. guaranteed safety net. Right, 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 right. That I hate to say it, but like eighty-five percent or better of America has fallen for. And I mean, consider this statistic: in at the turn of the century, in the uh, early nineteen hundreds, ninety percent, I believe, is the statistic. It's in that neighborhood of Americans were business owners, and only ten percent were employees. Now, you know what's coming next. Yeah. I tell you, 100 years from then, at the turn of the last century, 90% mm-hmm. were employees. Yeah, yeah. And 10% were business owners. Amazing what can happen in a century. And the entire mindset has shifted. Um, the, the American dream was a great fucking idea back in the day when it was affordable, but inflation and crashes and economic mishaps and political mishandling and all have kind of fucked not only our generation, you're, you're at least you're roughly zenial, if not, I know you're not, you're not quite boomer, but, um, I'm, no, 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 well, we, well, we're, 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 we're Gen X, we're Gen X, babe. You know, and believe me, in and in my view, it's it's the Gen Xers, male and female, that are are going to get us through this, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, you know, the Gen Xers are leading right rise. now. That's what it is. You're right. That's what I'm realizing. I have to rise. Um, I don't like. I have to get out of the way of my own bullshit. 
and um, rise. Raise and, up! And raise up! Help lead people to a better thought process. I, I mean, I, yeah, well, I mean, I really uh, believe that, that, you know, that, that, that for, for us, for, for, you know, you know, for our cluster, you know, that's what we have to do because, you know, we, we lived in the prime of our lives in our twenties and thirties in, you know, in the last great decade, the 1990s. So, you know, we know all about what total, if you want to go for that total American freedom is. I mean, but definitely, I mean, just, I mean, even freedom as a human, I mean, I mean, you couldn't get any better than we 90s. Be the most, think about this. We've had to be the most adaptable generation, period. We Absolutely. Be the most flexible because we started out, as I recall, Give it to with dragging, dragging the phone. There you go. The there you go. The there you go. There you go. Oh gosh. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, you know, we're going from we went from phone booths to, you know, to, you know, to phones on our watches. Legit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, think about that, dude. I used to have to drag the phone, the landline, down the hall to make a phone call to a girly I liked or whatever. Right. And fast forward a few years, because it's all been a blink of an eye, dude. I tell you, you know. Yeah. Um, the, the older you get, the faster time flies. Don't I know now, it? Here, <laughs> now here I am on my phone podcasting. Right. With you. Are right? you kidding me? <laughs> what? Oh, abs- oh, dude. I mean, yes. I mean, I mean, I mean, I can. I mean, I mean. I mean so we yes. had to. We literally part of our DNA is adapted life. Exactly. We've, we've had to begrudgingly in, embrace technology yeah. and um, see the rise of the frozen pizza and Beavis and Butthead, probably the greatest television show ever. It's on and, the list. It's on the list, buddy. It's on the list. <laughs> and we've seen, we've gone from record, we've gone from vinyl uh-huh. Uh-huh. to see? digital. See? We, we, Keep going. I mean, oh, dude, we, black and white TVs to laptops. Uh-huh. There you, I mean, black and white TVs. <laughs> I mean, and even, and, 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 well, and even. Black and white. I got to tell you, um, I'm so absolutely fabulously happy with the um, concept of you and I, a black guy and a white guy, the black and white, bringing the world a fucking podcast full of love and, and genuine and um, hopefully some laughs and hopefully some lessons and uh, I just want to take the opportunity to uh, tell you how much I love you, like you, and more importantly, Tony, I respect you. And and thank you for doing this project with me. And happy Mother in 420. See how I radio edited my self again? <laughs> that's, for you, that's for you kids that are listening. Hey, eat your vitamins, say your prayers, Hulkamania, yeah? <laughs> There's that word again, respect. There it is. Yeah. What you gonna do, brother? Oh shit! Oh my gosh! Now see, there's a okay. Now you know you're gonna go there. You know, you know with with old with old school WWF. exactly. Everybody a curveball into WWF. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not I, calling it that other one. Oh, okay. oh, but, well, yeah, I know. I'm old school. Oh, to, oh look, <laughs> hey, you, 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 look, you know. Uh, who right now would not want to hear the, the the voice of a mean Gene Okerlund or a Lord Alfred Hayes, baby? Yeah, oh. 
Come on. Uh, whether it's during this podcast it's tonight tomorrow whenever you know with a few finger clicks all you have to do is tell the iron sheik hey you're a jabroni oh god i mean you can't beat this like you know, look i mean you know well, you know in high school all we could do was curse out that black and white tv now we're just clicks away from telling the iron sheik fuck off i love it oh god it's the best I think the I'm going to do that later. The Iron Sheik needs to know his role <laughs> and shut his mouth, okay? Uh, <laughs> Heartbreak Boulevard and Jabroni Drive. Let me tell you, here's here's my dream guest. Dream guest for this podcast, number one, and we're going to manifest this, Tony. We're going to get Dwayne the Rock Johnson on the show. Oh, oh, geez. I mean, you know, why don't we just get the Macho Man? Oh, yeah. Get me from the grave. Oh, mm. Dude, uh, missing the Macho Man. Yeah. He was so oh. good. He was so good. Oh, oh, oh. I have so many favorite wrestlers. I was going to ask you the toughest question ever. I'm going to ask you the toughest question ever. Here it is. Here it Top is. Top three favorite wrestlers all time. Go. My three favorite wrestlers of all times. Number one, not necessarily in any order. Ha ha. Number one. Woo! I, Slick Rick is in. Slick Rick is so in. I gotta have Rick Flair in. I gotta have Rick Flair in. I have to. Goodness. <laughs> Got to. Wow, that's a big choice. Gotta have Rick Flair. He has to be in. Uh, okay. Number two. Gosh, see, I mean, the, the number one is easy. I mean, but then you know, the, like two and three. Um, I know, I know. Okay, okay, I like this. So, okay, we'll, we'll do. Okay. Should, should should we ping pong this? Because I'm thinking about who my other two wrestlers are. So, do you have your one wrestler, and we'll just ping pong back and forth? <laughs> Yeah, I'll take some of the weight off and give you an opportunity to think about that. Well, no, okay, no, no, okay, okay. So, so give me one. Who's your, who's your who's your one and three? One of the toughest questions. Oh, who's your one? One favorite wrestler of all time for me? Well, just give no, just give one of three. I mean, like I I have to, I owe two, so give me one right now. <laughs> Like I just did that. Like how I just like I forgot him. I'm like that. You're right. So okay, Ric Flair, Macho Man, and then my third, my th my number three. You know? Oh, oh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yes. <laughs> my combo. I love it. And look, and look that, and it. it's not look, and it's not easy to not choose a Von Eric like. Carrie Von Eric, awfully good. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I probably should have grabbed a Von Eric, but I mean, Von Eric is definitely going to be in my top five for sure. But 
Oh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Oh, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, for me, I mean, I know, I mean, I was watching wrestling with my younger brothers from what, from like our, our peak time was probably from like 1983 to about 1988. Maybe so like, it was like a five year span, like, you know, everything from watching it on Sunday, like on Sunday mornings. Saturday nights and oh, and Saturday afternoons for sure. I mean, they just, I mean, like, like for television on weekends. Saturday I mean, night main event on NBC. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But, but, but you're also, but you're also getting wrestling shows like on, on Saturday mornings and Saturday, like early Saturday afternoons and then Saturday evenings, like almost at the dinner hour, like around four, between four to six in Chicago, like you would get like wrestling programs, like, like, you know, whether it was world-class wrestling with the Von Erich family or, or, or AWA on Sundays, NWA, and I don't mean, uh, Ice Cube's NWA, I mean. Yeah, I mean N- National Wrestling Alliance with Ric Flair, etc. I mean, so I mean, there was you were saturated with I wrestling. That. As a very small kid, I remember. Yeah, like it, there were different, uh, there were different promoters. Yeah, there. yeah. I, I, we we saw the death of the different promotions as well, and now the rise of new ones. No, I mean, I, I mean, no, I mean, you know, you. Like, I mean, managers, I mean, you know, you, you know, you had Jimmy Hart, you've got Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, Mr. Fuji, <laughs> he was so nasty, like, just, don't be fooled by, don't be fooled by that hat, don't be fooled by that suit, he's dirty, he's dirty, I mean, just, I mean, I mean, the managers, I mean, and God, you know, the female man, you know, you got Sunshine here, and, and Miss Elizabeth, I mean, oh, I mean, go on and on, I mean, you know, this is what we watched, I mean, you know, you know, teenage years in, in the in mid '80s. Oh man, dude, Miss Elizabeth was like Daisy Duke, or uh, who else was just like oh, like Heather Graham in License to Drive. Like these, these were the girls that just set the template for. Uh, our physical, our type, man, going through like, 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 now, Miss Miss Elizabeth, you know, look, that was a that was a, that was a fun duo to watch, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. I mean, that no, they were a trip. I mean, like, I mean. I mean, Macho Man's going to... I think that's why Macho Man got my number one spot. It wasn't even Macho. It was Miss Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, uh, Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I might need to get some slim... You know, I'm 42. I'm growing and learning. I'm trying to enlighten myself and be a, a bastion and a good example. And I'm still... With my dick, look at me go. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Still thinking, you're still thinking with with your ween ween, and 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 you know, and you're watching wrestling. Yeah, good good for you, you grown man. Shame on you. Shame. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the WWF, the worst 
wrestling federation. I'm, oh. I'm like adamant about it. Right, um, right. Has, has long realized the value of sex appeal in their programming. We oh, all know yes. that. Um, and, and it doesn't just appeal to us males. Like, there are plenty of women out there watching wrestling going like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Oh. Right? It's, that's what makes it so uh, damn wonderful as programming and entertainment and because um, all it is is like we're checking out we're, we're, we're watching two hours of wrestling and for two hours we're not thinking about our shit or worrying about our shit we're wondering whether or not The Rock is going to fuck Stone Cold up that's right this <laughs> jabroni this this Rudy Pooh candy ass yes yes you said what Right, right, right. We're going to show up in the middle of the street and have a Yes, yes. It's so relatable. Those were the best ones. I love wrestling. I wish it was as good as it was when we were coming up with it. Those were the best ones. Those are the best. Those are the stupidest ones when when they would they would st- they would go from fighting in the ring to backstage like you just said to out the street out the parking lot and 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 and, and, and like and of course the show's got to end it can't keep going <laughs> you're like no no i want to see him kick his ass in the, in the parking lot don't end the show don't end it oh god it was like i mean you can just i mean name wrestlers i mean like like an NWA or or world class, like I mean, this would happen. And oh man, you're a teenage boy. Your hormones are shooting everywhere. Which place? You're losing your shit, man. You're like, ah, no, keep it going, keep it going. <laughs> oh, no, why are you cutting it off? Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I'm with, like, and I know what I'm watching tonight when I go to bed, my friend. <laughs> um, my landlord, my landlord downstairs. God bless him. Um, lent me some movies um, two weeks ago because we did a two-week quarantine when my boy got here. And so he let me, say, 10 DVDs to watch on my laptop because we don't have to watch black and white anymore. We can just put a fucking disc into our laptop and watch it. Yeah. I'm holding I'm holding in my hand right now. What you holding? A three-disc three set. WWF, even though that's not what's on here. Right. Uh, World Wrestling Entertainment, greatest stars of the 90s, three disc set. Oh, dude. They'll do. I mean, well, I mean well, is it, what, the whole 90s, or is it like the early to mid? I mean, but is it the whole, the whole decade? It's, yeah, well, it's greatest stars of the 90s. Well, I'll get the, the whole, okay, okay, the whole, okay. You get a bunch of superstars. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Steve Austin. Steve Austin. The yeah. Triple H. The game, motherfucker. The game. Are you ready to play the, the game? game? Undertaker. Oh, it, look, they have him listed on here as Hollywood Hogan. 
Oh my God! Come oh, on! Oh right, yeah, right. I, I, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Undertaker. Ooh, Percy Pringle, his manager. Ooh, and, <laughs> you know, and, and Percy Pringle all like they did that so well. You were so con- like I was convinced that Percy Pringle could have totally came from the dead. Like the makeup they used, <laughs> like Max Factor and 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 uh, who's the other? Max Factor and. Um, uh, Gosh, I love it. We all remember Max Factor. We just can't remember the other makeup. Oh, um, Ben Nye. I mean, oh, God, Max Factor and Ben Nye. I mean, like, they probably like, damn, look at that makeup. <laughs> Shit. I mean, like, look great. I'm going to just take a bead right there and mention that one of my very, very, very good friends, Jeff Meacham, is is kind of in the wrestling journalism industry, if you will. If you will. That's totally a thing, right? Like, people writing, you know... Oh! I used used to... I used to... Well, I used to read those. I used to read those. Yeah. He has a podcast specifically on wrestling. We need to have him on this fucking show as a guest as well. So, we're we're gonna start small, if you will. If you will. With uh, my boy Jeff Meacham. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're gonna get Dwayne the Rock Johnson on this show. Well, I would love, I would, I would love nothing better. Would love nothing better. I'm not gonna stop until we get Dwayne Johnson on this show. You cannot rest. You cannot. Well, it's fine because on you know that note, like I know when when we're done on this end with the show. I'm watching ballers, so you know. Apparently, so so you know the the spirits and the alignment are in order. I mean, it, it's all, and not not only the ballers, would, not only ballers, but of course, get smart. You know what I was? What I was talking to Terry, the landlord, about that. I think it was uh, yesterday. Is one of the things I really like. Um, I'm 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 gonna give him the number two slot right now, and it's not because I want him on the show or I'm. Um, stroking ego, no, no, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Rock. I've never, I've never, and I did, I've done thirty some odd years of watching wrestling. I've never seen anybody better on the microphone than him. Period. Oh no, he, period. I mean, no, I mean, I mean. Nobody, he, the man, the, the charisma. I mean, no, he re- really. I mean, I love him. I mean, I I totally enjoy watching him in movies and and and, and he actually and, you know, he has things to say. And, I mean, and I mean, I appreciate it. I mean, like, and you know, the background that he comes from, similar background to you know you and me. I mean, you know, he you know he's worked. He's worked in the industry. I mean, you know, in the service industry. So I mean, he gets it. I mean, like, oh god. I mean, like. The, those are the people that you want to see get the success. Truly, I mean, like, I mean, it's a, it's a pleasure, and like, especially now in this day and age where you have so many uh, A-listers that that have the power to have their production companies, to have the projects, to have to have all kinds of people work on these projects. I mean, like, you know, he's front line. He's totally on the front line. He, that's one. Who has his mind right? Who has my respect? I mean, one hundred percent, one hundred. He he just strikes me 
as, um, well, quite frankly, where I'd like to be. Oh, duh. Sure. As a human being. Yes. This isn't about dollar signs. This isn't about fame. This isn't about any of that recognition shit. This is about, he's where I'd like to be as a human being uh, on this planet. Being able to have the um, positive influence and impact on that many people. Oh, yeah, yeah. That he does through his movies, through his wrestling, through his come up. Um, He works with um, a lot of uh, the uh, motivational a coaching space as well. He's he's tied in with the company and I'm uh, a, a proud associate of as well. Um, and I can't wait to see him speak at one of our conventions. That's going to happen as well. But and I can't wait to talk to him on this podcast because we're going to manifest that shit. <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, and I'm, he, he's one of the four guys on the cover of this DVD set I'm looking at right now. We've got The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Undertaker. What the work is cooking. And a bit of a curveball for, in my opinion, world wrestling entertainment, specifically from the 90s, Bret Hart. Oh, oh, God. Love Bret Hart. I mean, love. Love Bret. I mean, Hart. I mean, I mean, Bret Hart. The Hart Foundation. Owen Hart. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, a lot of. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's my guy. Oh, God. I mean, that laugh that he gave. I mean, pound for pound, just as funny, just as. Just, just, just a psychotic as the Mach Man. I mean, because you know he'd have that laugh. Yeah, and, nobody and, had psychotic on the fucking camera down like Jim the Animal. He totally did. Oh God, because no, I mean he had the laugh. <laughs> he, he had the laugh. He had the strength, and and he he had the perfect. He had the perfect bottom bottom facial hair. Like that thing was like perfect. It was a perfect triangle. Not even a triangle. It was. It, I mean, it was like it was like a dagger or a stake. Yeah, it was like a stake. Like that was perfect. It just that laugh. <laughs> oh God! Like he was terrifying. I loved him. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, it's interesting how how all of that um, it has tied together for me. Um, one of one of the uh, absolute top tier in this company I work with that I'm a uh, licensed associate with as well, Team Revolution. I'll give the shout out. Shout it out. Uh, we'll shout, shout, we'll let shout. it out, out. Um, one of the um, greater influences in my life as a uh, coach or mentor or motivational speaker, what have you, has been Ed Milet. And he recently, well, not recently, but a few months ago, he interviewed, well, not only did he interview uh, Stephanie McMahon for his podcast, he um, he interviewed uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart's daughter on his podcast. And man, what an amazing, moving, emotional um podcast 
it was I'll have to shoot it to you and send it to you like it's one of my favorite it's I will give it number one podcast uh, wrecking it's the one I listen to religiously uh, Max Out with Ed Milet go check that podcast out anybody that hears this podcast better go check out Max Out hashtag Max Out with Ed Milet cause He's spitting it real. He's spitting it genuine, and he's farther ahead of the curve than either of us are. I'm telling you what, man. Oh um, well, I mean, well, 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 that's gonna be a lot of the fun that, that that's gonna be a lot of the fun that we're gonna have because you know we're totally gonna cross over podcasts, you know, with other, you know, with our with our fellow human, with our fellow podcasters. I mean, I mean, and well, you know, not you know, not not just in the states, overseas. Yeah, let's do this because I knew that was coming. Oh, they're definitely coming. Probably. Oh, we're going to do that. Rise. It's part of our hustle, if you will. Yeah. Um, but it's all, you know, I think it's part of our calling and part of our responsibility, like I was saying earlier, for Gen Xers, we have to come up now. This this generation behind us needs something to look to for uh, example. We have to lead by example, and we have to get out of the way of our own shit uh-huh. and just do it. Oh, well, That's I mean, well, well, look. You know what I mean? Yeah, well... You know when nine eleven happened, that I mean I had ju- I was two months into into being thirty years old. So you know for you know you know for us Gen Xers, that nine eleven moment, you know we have to compare that with you know w- you know w- with everybody before us. You know the, the Vietnam's, the Korean Wars. You know your World War Twos. I mean you know. Like I said, I mean, you know, the '90s. That was the last decade where you could totally hear this in the states, where you could totally be, you know, just be free. I mean, I mean, there were certain things that were going on in the '90s. Uh, to compare and contrast, you know, we're going into the '90s fully aware of of. Of, of what's happened to Magic Johnson and with AIDS and with HIV. So, you know, you you know, you have a lot of us in our young 20s, mid-20s and so on. We're out having fun, but, you know, we're still putting on, you know, you know, we're still putting on the rubber. I mean, that's still, go- I mean, and believe me, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, 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 Exactly. You know, I mean, you know, it's not herpes. It's, it's, you know, it's, it, totally, yeah. it's, it's not VD. You know, you know, you, you put that fucking, you put that glad bag on, you, you know, you get it done. I mean, well, for some of us, it's a glad bag. I don't know what your problem is. Thank you. I mean, so. was happening as far as HIV and AIDS, but, you know, as long as you were putting on, you know, that fucking latex, you, you know, you felt like, okay, you know, I've done what I've had to do, that's fine. And, you know, again, this is before this before 9-11 and all, 9-11 and, 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 and getting strip, strip searched and cavity checked. 
So it you know it, it was the last carefree decade. I mean, I, and, and I I love taking into account how that how my birthday two months before nine eleven that that was my thirtieth birthday. So I mean I I mean I was taking stock of a whole bunch of stuff as I was preparing to move out here from Chicago to LA as early as 2001, 2002. I mean that was when I mean I knew okay like okay we're serious we're gonna do this this is gonna happen. I mean even when the world even when the country was in crisis, but like you know but you know for us Xers, we had that big taste of freedom. We, it should never be, it should never be discounted in, in, in me being in Chicago. I felt, I felt the country was coming together during 9-11. So, you know, we've got to, you know, we got to do, you know, we got to deal with the, the, the dissenters that don't think that this is real, that it's a hoax. And the ones that actually believe it, they give, you know, they give a damn and, and they're trying to do their part. You know, we're the ones that are. That are going to see this through, and 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 we will rise. We will totally rise. Oh man, glad bag. Yes, I said glad bag. <laughs> <laughs> I went with the force flex joke. You notice how for the last ten minutes or so, I have conveniently avoided the number three slot. Well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> God, I don't know who to give it to. There's so many. Like, I gave the number. I was gonna give it to um to Hogan, the number one slot. Oh honestly. please, really? But, I, I mean, nah. I mean, yeah, he, I would. Nah. Then you know, like, I feel like the Macho Man kind of um fucking big elbow dropped me from above, and something came over me, man. The Mega Powers exploded, and Macho Man won. And then my number two. Well, it doesn't matter what my number two is because we all know it's The Rock. Number three, though, dude, I'm struggling. I'm like, I'm back and forth between the motherfucking excellence of execution. Ooh. And uh, uh, the dead man. I mean, come on. Which one? There are many of them, I'm afraid. Gosh. Fucking dead man. Man, the hardest The only guy I can think of that rolled up fucking Harley into the arena on the regular day. You know what? I'm giving it to him. Let's go curveball. I'm going to give it to The Undertaker. Number three. So Why you're, not? You're going, un, you're going Undertaker, The Rock, and who else? Who, who else? The Macho Man. Oh, and, 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 and Macho yeah. Man. Who, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot. Who? Don't forget.
everything I wanted it to be <laughs> in my full 20. Number two, I'm grateful for the realization that at some point here in the next few years, maybe less, we're going to have Dwayne The Rock Johnson on this podcast. And that that's, like, that's not some bullshit I'm talking. That's kind of some weird shit I'm knowing. So I'm really grateful for that. And number three, I'm grateful for my son. For so many reasons, I'm grateful for my son. He's in the bedroom next to me. He's talking to his homies. He's waiting for his dad to finish up his stupid podcast. <laughs> and his brain moving his motivational cat poster shit so we can hang out and throw a fucking... We got ourselves an $8 laser light fucking football tonight at Walmart, okay? Like, it's like you throw it. And this young man, this 15-year-old young man has been patient and understanding, and and I love him, and I'm thankful for him, and, and I'm grateful for those three things. And once you, once you find three things to be grateful for, the top three, you start looking around and going, fuck, but I'm also grateful for that beer. Oh, man, I'm grateful that tonight I get to fall asleep to the greatest stars of the 90s, World Wrestling Entertainment Present. I'm grateful for my coffee station, the bed I'm sitting on, the DVDs I'm looking at, the fucking apartment I'm living in. It's a snowball momentum effect, people. Mm-hmm. Please, every day, say to yourself, I'm grateful for three things that will change your fucking life. Because once I listed my three wrestlers, I started thinking stone cold. <laughs> oh Bret Hart, Jim the Animal Night Hart, the whole motherfucking heart. <laughs> the Hound found, Heart Foundation, baby. Come on, yeah. I'm the foundation for my child. The Heart Foundation. And see, and you go from the Heart Foundation with, with I think of Jimmy Hart. So then, of course, I then of course I think on the other uh, with, with the other wrestling federation, I think of uh, uh, Jim Cornette. I think of Jim Cornette with that damn tennis racket. <laughs> that little fucking weasel, I loved him. Oh, I loved him. He was so Cornette. <laughs> Beat you with a tennis racket. <laughs> Brilliant. stopped watching it was like once i mean you 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 had you had flamboyant awesome wrestlers well-conditioned fun to watch you had really awesome managers that were fun to watch if 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 if, if you if if, if, oh yeah one of my favorites and we didn't even talk tag teams oh oh, exactly exactly oh exactly 
exactly. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Believe me. Don't think I don't know that. That's why when you when we were talking about when we were you were asking favorite wrestlers, I made sure not to mention any tag team wrestlers. I made sure that because I knew that was gonna come up. But but no, what I was saying was like you you already had the awesome wrestlers. You had the managers. If you would have just kept those soap opera storylines, literally, if you had kept that at twenty five percent. You would it would have been that have been perfect for me, but when they kept going overboard with it, you take it away from the wrestling, you take it away from all that. I want to watch that because then basically, then what you got is reality TV, which I don't do. So there you go, <laughs> like there you go. But yeah. but by all means, like yeah. l- l- but like you just it's mentioned, too much oh. and not enough get in the ring and knock it out. Exactly. Oh, God. Exactly. Give the people what they want. I want the action. I don't want the bullshit. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, you can give me some sidebar, like I said, with, you know, if the manager's, like, disrupting shit. Oh, God, that's hysterical as hell. I want to see that. But then when he, then when you push it away from, away from, you know, the, the arena, then it's like, okay, I don't give a fuck. I don't. I don't give a fuck. I'd be like, give me the interviews. The interviews backstage. Those were, again, with Mean Gene Oakland and all those guys, those were great. I mean, like, Roddy Roddy Piper, the Piper's Pit. Oh, God, Piper's Pit? That was outstanding. I'm You talk about the you know the Heart Foundation, uh, Midnight Express, Killer Bees, the Killer Bees, damn it! Oh God, I mean like uh, uh, like you know, and, and the ones that would like mix it up, like you know you would get you would get like the Junkyard Dog and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Tito Santana, oh man, you know I mean uh, the, the 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 Funk Brothers, <laughs> you just love saying that name, the Funk Brothers. <laughs> They were the scariest white boys I was, I was dealing with when I was like, they, 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 no doubt. Like, like, when, when I, oh God, like, I don't care. I don't. It's true. Like King King Kong Bunny wasn't shit. Like when I when those two would come out to the ring, I'd be like, fuck, the Road Warriors are here, man. That's like Mongo. That's like Mongo and Blazing Saddles, man. You better get to stepping.
one time live, and I saw it in Long Beach as a kid. I was probably nine, maybe ten years old. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, I don't even remember what event it was, but the main event, the main event, after all this quality wrestling I caught, the main event was the Ultimate Warrior versus Andre the Giant. Oh wow, that's a good that's a good match. That's a that's a marquee that's a marquee right match. That's a marquee the, match. Wow. The, it is. It is. And then the ultimate warrior ran down the fucking ramp. It wasn't even a ramp, dude. I, I'm talking like I'm a little boy. They didn't have the fucking ego ramp yet. Right, 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 they right, right. From the dressing room, like a football player would run out. Right. Through the fucking barricades mm. to the ring. Mm-hmm. Old school, dude. And Ultimate Warrior comes down, slides in, stands up, picks up Andre the Giant before the bell fucking rings, body slams him, pins him. One, two, three, boom. The music hits, he runs back out of the arena. I think I remember that. I think I remember that. I think I mean seven seconds, dude. I think I I think I remember watching that one. I really do with my brothers. I mean like in Chicago because they're just like, Whoa, what just happened? I think you went to that one? Oh dude. Oh hell no. No, dude, that's about right, because if you were nine I, I mean, like, I was 15, and I was totally watching those those matches. Oh, that's, yeah. dude, that's bomb, man. Like, like I mean, the only the only matches I went to I, when I was, a te- I was a teenager, I mean, like, like mid to late teens in that span, uh, I would go to NWA matches because one of my friends, uh, I used to work for his family, at, you know, in, in, at the neighborhood grocery store, he was actually doing some wrestling. I mean, like he was about five foot eight, five foot nine. He was very stocky, so like you know, he was doing some. He was like doing some wrestling, but he was also setting up the stages in the ring. So like I would, I mean, I, I mean, like I didn't get to meet any of the wrestlers, but, but still get to go. Like I, mean, I, I wish I could remember some wrestlers. Like I, I. One day I'd maybe, I should probably just like look up to see if they had that information. Like okay, like I mean like what matches? I'm like because this is at the UIC Pavilion and like in downtown Chicago, so I know the years. So it's it's not hard. Once I do that, figure out who fought, and then like oh man, I went to that that, that bout, that bout, that bout. But I'll always remember just hearing from wrestlers their quotes saying. You have no idea how hard it is for us not to laugh. <laughs> that's, that's all you need to know. Right. You're right there, like, oh, just, I mean, with some of those storylines, just outrageous, and with, you know, just whatever they had to do. I mean, man, I mean, I mean, that was fun childhood. I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I was still a child. It wasn't like I was an adult. I mean, I was a teenager, but man, I mean, Saturday night main event, and 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 I'm, I'm, and I watched a lot of Saturday Night Live, especially at that age with Billy Crystal on, Eddie Murphy, and so forth. But when Dick Ebersole and Vince McMahon, when they made that, when they made that agreement, made that move, oh, dude, I mean, that that just made that made Monday Mondays in high school 
even more fun because you're all you because you were totally talking about Saturday Night's Main Event at lunch. You were totally talking about that. That was in oh conversation. As a, like as a generation, seriously, yeah, right. Like, yeah, we had we had set, like I grew up. I saw the like. I know that there are generations that saw like you know the uh, the Holocaust, and I know that they saw like the atomic bomb at the end of World War Two and the Depression, and these are these are terrible things. But dog, I saw the mega powers explode. Yeah. The mega powers. Yeah. Yeah. The mega powers exploded during our childhood, and what a blessing that was! Because for you know two hours, it didn't matter what our bullshit was. It was all about whether Hulk and Randy were going to put their shit back together or right, not. Man. Right, These right, right. The mega powers. The fucking mega powers exploded, <laughs> and so did my heart as a little boy. You know what I mean? We had that, we had that um, escape, that that art to to uh, inspire us mm-hmm. coming up as entertainers ourselves. Now, same thing with SNL. Like we do, we had the best SNL that has ever been. Stop me when I lie. Coming up, like we've we've seen so many good casts of SNL. Absolutely. Absolutely, you know I mean? absolutely. I mean, real. I mean, every, I mean, everybody from Belushi, Aykroyd, Murray to Eddie Murphy to Billy Crystal to uh, to Mike Myers and so on. I mean, yeah. Oh man, and you're just going old school because I could go with like Farley and Sandler and Farrell and Tina Fey. And, and none of those would you shake your head no at. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've come up with such good, like, God bless Lauren Michael, shout out. You know, you're, you've been slinging quality product for a while. Same thing with Vince McMahon. Y'all been slinging some quality product for a while. Thank you, I applaud you, but, uh, you know... I don't know what else to say about it except thank you and I applaud you because I'm going to stop right there you know what I'm saying well look I mean you know and Lauren was doing that in Canada before he came down here for SNL so you know mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, he was doing sec, you, know, you know he was forming you know Second City Toronto with Candy and Flaherty and 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 O'Hara and all of them so I mean, you know you know the comedy knows and the touch was always there but but you you know it's funny i mean there are a lot of decades that you know that you could you could be an adult in and and of course the biggest blessing really is being being a human being just to live in 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 these united states i mean for better or worse i mean you know there are few countries so you know you're here and and i know for me I'm watching Saturday Night Live with that old cast I mentioned in my childhood. Then from there, in my for my teenage years, I'm going from Saturday Night Live to wrestling to what's going on right now with with the ESPN's The Last Dance, being in Chicago with the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan and 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 you know and segging into adulthood, and for me. Without question, like, would never change a thing. Like, for me, enjoying wrestling 
and the Bulls and Michael Jordan in that age from my teenage years into my, you know, going into my young adulthood <laughs> would never want that, would, would never negotiate to have that changed ever. Ever, I mean, like it, it, it was, it was all the right time, all of it. I mean, you know, and, and you know, we're going from like we mentioned, we're going from the black and white. Jordan's of entertainment. We had such great heroes to look up to, dude. Oh yeah, we really did. I mean, totally, and, and you know, and you know, we're talking about the entertainment value. I mean, because especially in this day and age, you're gonna have those that are gonna want to pick on. Well, they did this, they did that, and. You can talk to them about that. We're talking about the entertainment value and what they've given. I mean, and right. you know, I mean, and 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 like, and I because I'll put it, you know, right in front of people because when you bring up people of 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 who we've watched, I mean, in those front lines in that top ten, it's gonna be Robin Williams. So, you know, right, you know, you know, at some point, people are gonna bring in, bring up the bad stuff, and you know what. You can do that, and it's there. I mean, and if you want, if you want to push that, you push that. But what I know is this: the day that that he that he that he that he passed on, everybody worldwide was was crying, and and those are just facts. I mean, like, so he you know he touched enough people to push away any negativity or bullshit that you wish to bring up about drug use or this or that because because you know there are people on the other end that are going to say well you're bringing it up i mean nobody's going to call a spade better than a spade so these are the facts i mean and this is what people like to do in this day and age especially the ones that are younger than us i mean right away you wish to find something that's negative you wish to find that black eye you wish to find that that red speck on that white shirt you know you're looking for it when you know, look at the body of work, look at what they brought. And, you know, I mean, this is why I have Robin Williams, a photo of him right across from me at my desk on my wall. I mean, I, I can look at him every day, every day. Man, that's, that is, in my opinion, an absolutely beautiful note to end on. Um, cause isn't that what we're trying to do here is just leave our stamp, build a bit of a legacy, but more importantly, have a positive impact with the work we do, be it this podcast or any of the films you get into or any of the music I write. We're, we're just trying to have some semblance of a positive impact and a connection with the world. And, and leave it a little bit better than we found it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and, you know, and, 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 you know, we're all flawed. So it's like, you know, we try to be the best people we could be, at least most of us. But you should never be a hypocrite, you know, as far as, you know, pushing that judge. I mean, because, you know, we're just not perfect. I mean, it's not by any means, but. Totally. Have good intentions. Oh. Keep learning and growing every day. Getting better. And you know, my my last piece on any and all of this would be leave this world a better place than when you found it. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, and, and, and 
this is you know do, you know during this time you, you know, reflect on that chew on that and and uh you know keep you know keep your head up we'll be all right we'll be all right lucy you know it's 420 day lady lucy i wish you well lucy you have a good one now <laughs> I talk to you so you see your sexy boy, you, you know it. But we want you to keep on hustling indoors during Q-Teen because we love you, we care about you. So, you know, l l let just, you know, let just all soldier on. And, and again, remember, there have been many before us that have had it worse than this. We have the tools to keep us sane, to keep us connected, to keep to to keep going. We can do it, kids. You have you have a good you have a good 420 evening, sir. Take care, Kenny Smooth. I love you, Tony. Me I'm love you a long time. And I back your team, man. Everybody out there, stay safe, stay sane. Keep a level head on your shoulders. Hey. Take a big picture approach. And remember, you're going to be just fine. You're going to be okay. You're go oh, no. oh, got it. Now I'm going to get the Reservoir Dogs. You're going to be okay. Say it. You're going to be all right. You're going to do it. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. You have been listening to the Hollywood Hustler, which is your Hollywood Hustler. <laughs> so long.